So I, he said, he texts me and says, you know, I'm, I'm coming in from international something or others. And I was like, I don't know what that means. Like I'm by the baggage. And I look up and he's on his phone and Angelique was FaceTiming him. And, but I see him coming down the escalator and it was like, oh, like it, it was like seeing my brother. It was like, there is my best friend in the whole world. You're listening to the Pocket Pulpit Podcast with Sarah Kinzer and Hector Martinez, part of the TCD Podcast Network. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome once again to the Pocket Pulpit Podcast. As you heard at the start of the show, we're part of the Digital Church Network uh, of podcasts. And what a, a wonderful crew that's been a part of. Um, by the time this episode airs, we're, I think this is 35, Sarah. That's and a lot. So, uh, it's always fun because I, I listen to the episodes right before we record. And so we were celebrating 33 on the last episode. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, what a, what a great, uh, I don't know. It's a, I think 35 it makes this episode even more special. And so uh, today, uh, as we've already heard, I've got my co-host, Sarah. Hey, hey. Hey, Sarah. And uh, normally we'd have one extra guest with us, uh, but today we have a number of extra guests. And so uh, one by one, uh, if we could introduce ourselves, this is going to be fun. Hold on. Let me, let me, <laughs> here, when you see your name in the chat, go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah. You're going to tell us who you are, a, a little bit about you and what's your preferred platform or what platform are you on and what's your preferred platform? My name is Jody Pompa. I live in East Texas and I work in higher ed. Uh, I am on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Twitter is by far my favorite. Facebook is the bad place. And I am at Jody Pompa in all the places, including, you know, Cash App. Hi, my name is Kirk McCall. Uh, I am in California, out on the uh, West Coast that uh, one of the hosts of this show is afraid it's going to fall into the ocean, won't say who. Uh, initials are Sarah Kinzer, but that's another story. Um, I am a uh, high school teacher, and I am a Twitter-only person. That is my, that's my jam. That's where I hang out. Uh, Kirk McCall 68 um, is my handle. And just uh, glad to be here and love this group of people I'm looking at now. Kirk, were you born in 1778 or 1878? <laughs> oh boy, here we go. <laughs> um, my name is Irene, and I'm in Seattle, but I'm from Texas. Um, I am on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I prefer Twitter and Instagram. Um, Yahoo Messenger. Just kidding. Not anymore. Um, that's about it. You're also uh, related to myself. I'm related to both you and your wife, Angelique. Amen. Maybe I should say Angelique and her husband, Hector. Yeah. Okay, I'm Angelique Martinez. I also live in Seattle because I live with Hector because we're married. Um, <laughs> I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And Twitter is probably my favorite because that's where I met people from. But as far as an actual platform, I like Instagram more. So, 
I, Irene, um, I do believe that you forgot to tell us you're at. Yeah, I was like, excuse me. Um, I'm at, I'm Mart, I, at, at I am ARTZ94. No, Kirk, say yours. You didn't hear mine? I did. Oh, he said this. Oh, Kirk, yeah. you're amazing. You were, you, were just, you were just imagining California falling into the ocean after an earthquake. You probably didn't hear me say that, so. I was off. You, you had mentioned about it, and then you said her initials are Sarah Kinzer, and I thought that's not how initials work. And then it was probably when I was thinking about initials that you said what your at was. Right. Excellent. Rebecca. Last but not least, I'm Rebecca Sherman. You can find me on Twitter at, at Rebecca Sherman, the C-C-H-E-R-M-A-N. Also on Facebook and Instagram, but you should not follow me there. Just, you know, follow me on Twitter. And I also uh, currently am living my best unemployed life but I am looking to get into diversity, equity, inclusion. So this plug, if you're hiring, you should hire me because I'm awesome. <laughs> I live in Nashville currently, but I'm originally from West Coast, Best Coast. Just like Kirk. Mm-hmm. You know it. That's the West Coast, Best Coast. Uh, original, official air horn. It is not. No, it's not. That's the sound that they have to play when the West Coast breaks off into the ocean. That's the alert. Is that a whale? Anyway, no. we, um, we all went out to Seattle to celebrate Hector and Angelique getting married. And um, we all know the story. Um, just in case there is someone out there who doesn't know, I want to hear the story. And because I like to hear the story. Hector and Angelique, how'd you meet? Met on Twitter. But tell it better, Hector. <laughs> um, so yeah, we well during the pandemic, the global pandemic of 2020. Um, I guess both of us got back kind of involved in Twitter. I mean, I was already involved a little bit in Twitter, but uh, through this weird Christian Twitter kind of collective movement that was happening on on Twitter, um, we got connected to the. Weird Christian Twitter movie nights, which is really where we started talking more. So I had been on Twitter for a little while and had not been a part of WCT. I was kind of watching from the outside because I had some skepticism um, as someone who had just left a church with church hurt. And so I knew that some people had followed me who followed WCT, but I was just kind of on the fringe. And then the Mandalorian was on and I tweeted about the Mandalorian and Kirk McCall responded and was like oh I love the Mandalorian and Kirk and I tweeted back and forth and Kirk was the first person from WCT that I followed and Kirk was so solid that I was like if he's attached himself to this he seems solid I'll follow some other people and like whatever and so eventually through that we got in touch with Lauren uh, Lauren the Valiant on Twitter and she started hosting the WCT movie nights during the pandemic and basically the premise was that we would all watch a movie together and then hop on Zoom. And I think it started because Hector had not seen like some very common movies that yeah, had been mentioned kind of on joke. the TL. So then they were like, we got to make Hector watch them. Um, and so the second time they watched You've Got Mail. Yes. And I missed that one. And then, uh, but I was in the Discord for like future movie nights and I really wanted to watch Hot Rod with people. And so I just kind of threw it out before there was like a democratic voting process. Um, and enough people were like, yes, that we just did it. And so 
normally I would not have gotten onto a Zoom with like 20 strangers, but because of the pandemic and because I was completely isolated, like I was quarantining, um, I just kind of went for it. And so we saw each other on Zooms, like in groups for a while. We responded to each other's tweets some, started following each other. Um, and then like six months later, um, after having a big crush on Hector for quite some time, um, I shot my shot um, and now we're married. So. Yeah. That was a that was fast from nothing but net shooting the shot to get married. Oh look at they just shot you, you can't see them, but they did just simultaneously. Yeah, but Hector doesn't get to because he didn't shoot his shot. <laughs> it was a little I was just the net. <laughs> Despite being explicitly told to do so. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's a lot. We there's, could tell yeah. so many side stories. Um but yeah, so I shot my shot, and then nine days later, he bought a plane ticket to come see me and to see Drew Holcomb oh in Kentucky, um, and so he visited me, and the rest is kind of history. But really cool thing that did happen when he came to visit through Rebecca and Twitter is when I tweeted and told everybody, like, hey, we're dating, because everybody knew us within this community. People were stoked for us and freaking out, leaving all the gifts and all the things, and I mentioned that we were going to a Drew Holcomb concert and Rebecca tagged him and was like, you know, trying to get him to see it. And so he saw it, like he liked it when we were on the way to co the concert, which was pretty amazing. Um, but then he sang a song and dedicated it to us at the end of the night, which was just the best, sweetest, most great. surreal moment ever. So, yeah. What was the, what was the song? Uh, the Wine We Drink. Yeah. Tell them what you said whenever they played it. I said I thought about it as a hopeful song for us, which in retrospect, it was our first real date and that was kind of intense, but also he had flown across the country to see me. So it all worked out. Yeah. yeah. Well, excellent. Um, so we're all connected to Hector and Angelique through Twitter. Um, and um, except for Irene, who was connected to him through biology dna whatever our mama that, um, <laughs> felt intense um so that's how we're all connected but i just want to hear some of your like what is your what was your favorite moment in seattle like outside of the wedding you can't pick the wedding because that would be too easy can i pick the mashed potatoes okay okay so <laughs> There's honestly there were so many moments. Um, whether it was like the meals that we shared or um whatever, but one of my favorite moments was it was after the wedding. We sent Hector and Angelique off. So sorry you guys weren't there, but you're the reason we were there. Um, we were in my apartment on my couch, and we were all just really tired. And some of us had chicken nuggets, some of us had mashed potatoes, and we were just like chilling and. It was good. I don't know. It just felt like, oh, this is bright. I'm with my friends, you know, and um, people were about to leave the next day. So it was like kind of the last powwow that we were going to have together. Um, so it was good. It was really, really good to be with friends. And, and I think maybe someone else will say this too, but whenever I met, I had already met Kirk um, and Angelique, obviously she lives here, um, but I had not met Jody Kinzer and Rebecca. So it just felt like I had already met them. And so it was like, man, like I get to be with friends that I love. And 
it felt like forever and not enough time all at once together. Yeah. Yeah. I remember saying like, I was telling, I was talking to you and then I remembered, you know, actually, I don't know Irene as well as um, I know Hector. And it hadn't even occurred to me that like, just as, you know, you hadn't heard all my stories and you didn't know the things I was referring to. Um, but it, it did. It felt like we very close, very close. My, my favorite moment, um, well, besides a nameless person in this group who greeted me by cursing at me inside of a church when I got there, but we won't go into that, um, was, the, was after we set up for the wedding uh, Friday night, we were there till probably 11, 11.30. And we were just getting ready to leave and, and Hector and Angelique kind of called us all together up at the front of the church. And um, Hector has a real gift for knowing just the right time to say the right thing. And he just brought us together and he shared a few things just that were on his heart. And it was just a really, um, it was a beautiful moment. I mean, we were, we had done a lot. We were tired. It was late, but I can, I'll never forget just, you know, all of us, you know, sitting up there on that stage and praying together um and it was just a really i don't know it was a really holy moment and i appreciate the way that that actually really made that intentional uh through the weekend that you know it wasn't just the activity and the event but it was really the relationship that we had and, and several times you know um, making a point of really connecting and just kind of slowing down to do that so i i will always remember that friday night and that was special to me and i Told Kinder and I think Angelique a week later. I don't even know how long ago, but just that for me, that moment felt like church. Yeah. That moment felt very much like a holy, sacred gathering. Um, it happened in the sanctuary, but that's not what made it church. What made it church is that we were kind of there sharing in a moment together. And um, yeah, it just, it was people that in a lot of ways, you know, We'll get into this later, but just a lot of ways were community. It was it was the first time that all of us had been able to stop and, and be in person together, yeah. um, you know, intentionally without one of us kind of running around doing something. So just a holy moment for me. So, yeah. I feel like the weekend for me was full of good moments. So it's really hard to pick one that stands out. But the things that that come to mind are, I'd only met Hector and Angelique, and Angelique and I are very close, but I didn't really know anyone else very well. And I had a moment, I think, of nervousness when I was on the plane thinking, you know, this is a lot of, this is extended time with people that you don't really know. And, you know, it's a wedding, and so there's going to be decisions that need to be made and a lot of work needs to get done and and just kind of thinking of the dynamics of that and it was just such a non-issue it felt so immediately meeting every single one of you guys like I just knew you it there wasn't this awkwardness of who is this person can I be my full with them it was very easy so immediately to step in and be myself and not think, oh, these people aren't going to like me or they're going to judge me. It just was so quickly safe. And 
I don't know, there was some beauty in how well we worked together. I think there was, there was a moment where we kicked Hector out of, at the time, his place and just cleaned it. And it was, I, I, I looked over at Sarah and I, I think there was just a moment where no one said anything, but we could all kind of tell we were thinking the exact same thing. And so this just decision was made wordlessly with Sarah, Irene, and Jody, who I'd never met before. But it was just like we were on the same page immediately, the same wavelength. And I don't know, I thought that was really cool. I was sad to see everyone leave. And I and going into it, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like them or they're going to like me because I don't know them. And it's just, you know, it's a lot of a lot of unknowns. And it, it just so quickly felt like family a good kind of family. I think I I think I was the only one of us who hadn't to this point met anybody off Twitter before. Is that really? right? Yeah. Were I mean, we your first Twitter people? Yeah. How is that possible? Um I don't do things. That's amazing to me. I'm so Uh-oh. happy that that's the case. <laughs> I just did not know that. Oh yeah. glad we decided not to murder you. <laughs> I also am glad about that. I did. I posted a, like the in the a couple days before. It was like I'm going to meet people off the internet. I pray they're not face eating axe murderers. And it turned out we talked about that that like immediate like closeness. Like, have you guys felt that? Like, is that sort of how it, or was that different? I in my experience, it depends on who you've met. So there's not anybody I've met from Twitter that I'm like, oh, I actually don't like you in real life. But there's definitely some people that it's been like, oh, this is a little like the awkwardness you would expect. But then there's some people like when Irene and I met each other, it felt like I was seeing someone I hadn't seen in a long time. Like I said, oh, I missed you. And then we both laughed because we realized we hadn't met in person. When Hector and I met, it was a little awkward, but there's context there that we were like very nervous and stuff. So I think it's been different just depending on who I've met and what the circumstances have been. So my favorite moment, um, my favorite moment, I feel like it's hard to, it's hard to choose one because they're really, other than that prayer that Kirk was talking about, there really wasn't a time where we were all together because Kirk was late, late, <laughs> late arriving. Um, but that first dinner that we had when we all met up at the at Saffron Grill, the Indian restaurant, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and partially, I think it's the nature of eating that kind of food, like we were sharing and passing plates around, and it was literally like family dinner, and it was just food was amazing, but it was. Like we, we all were together for the first time minus our straggler. And so I, I really loved that getting to have that time kind of before everything got crazy over the next few days. Cause it did, but that was really a beautiful moment that I loved about it. I feel like, you know, the questions y'all are asking about meeting people from Twitter. I do agree that it's, that there's, the context of how close you are to the people because you know among all of us Hector myself Sarah Kinzer and Kirk um 
are in a, a, a DM group that we've been in for a year and a half and our DM is very, very close. Um, and we've interacted a lot with the rest of you, but I knew going into it that the four of us, it would be super close. And over time I've gotten to know probably Angelique more than um, Irene and Rebecca, um, but Irene some as well. It, it, it was interesting to me that the dynamic felt the same among all of us. Among the four of you, four of us that have been through some deep things together in this group, we do game nights. Some of us do um, book club. We, we do a lot and we talk a lot and we've been through a lot together in this group of about 20 people. And it's really interesting to me that the bond and the connection and just that kindred spirit, like-minded, hearts knit together thing that happened among all of us is, was amazing to me that it happened among all of us and that there wasn't really a distinction in my heart, at least, and I don't think it in the rest of you, um, I don't think there was a distinction between, oh, wait, it's the four of us that are in this other little group versus anyone else that knew, you know, maybe y'all knew each other better, but y'all didn't know us as good. <clears throat> I love that. I thought that was very powerful. I feel like Twitter is a medium that more than any other social media, I feel like Twitter can lend itself to knowing the real you, the real me. Um, if you pay attention, sure, someone could be fake. But I feel like the fakeness is a much easier to fake on Instagram and Facebook. But Twitter, people just quip. You know, people say things more often and in shorter phrases. And over time, you, you really, if you pay attention, you get to see who someone really is. And I feel like that is why meeting people from Twitter that you've interacted with and have like-minded and kindred spirits and hearts I feel like I feel like that's why it feels so natural is because the medium leads us to be who we really are because there's not a single person Kirk is probably the king of meeting people off Twitter he's met like 50 of us and um I mean go ahead tell us is everyone the same yeah I, expect wait. them to be and there's definitely, yeah, the first time you meet somebody, there is that initial awkwardness. But, but I've said time and time again, every single person that I've met, uh, right away, I say they are exactly in real life who they are on Twitter. I've never been surprised or shocked or disappointed. It's, and it, that's so comforting to know that you know, we do see each other's real selves uh, when we're online. Um, because I remember growing up in a time when the, the last thing you wanted to do was ever to you know meet somebody that you met online and you were stranger danger to to death all the time and you know things have changed a lot but I do think the the community that we're part of really lends itself to people being authentic um, there's no nobody's trying to impress anybody everybody's just being very real and it was just so nice you just really settle in very quickly with somebody in those conversations because yeah, that's, that's the person I got to know. That's the person I was looking forward to meeting. And yeah, every single time uh, it's been the same way. Even Irene. 
I was refraining from saying, of course, it was a different time because you were born in like the 1500s, Kirk. But we don't need to go there today. Kirk did kind of say you were his favorite, though. He said, well, I'm not going to tell the story, but so. <clears throat> um, well, moving on. <laughs> Are you going to tell your favorite? Are you going to tell your favorite non-wedding moment? Or I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a guest. I should, hasn't gone. Yeah, you should, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm just. I'm not used to being part of the round table. Like this, you know? Yeah. Different context. All right, go for it. Um, I don't know. There were a lot of moments that I think of as like, that was a moment for me. Like when Hector's mom saw me in my wedding dress, that was a really good moment. Irene helping me put on my shoes. Like there were lots of moments that were like good. But I think the moment that the wedding felt real to me, that I was like, oh my gosh, we're getting married. Like that's the thing that's happening is when Kirk got there because Kirk was like the person that we were waiting on, you know, like not to make too much of a joke about Kirk being the last person to arrive, but you were. Um, and like Kirk was the person that we had talked to about the ceremony, like he was officiating, like Kirk being there as the officiant is really the first wedding decision that we made when we got engaged. Um, and so, and I had never met Kirk in person. And so there was very much this moment of like, once Kirk gets here, it's a real thing because we had talked about, well, what if COVID procedures change and people can't come? And like, are we gonna elope? And it was like, yeah, and we still have money and savings to fly Kirk up for that. Like Kirk was always a part of the plan. And so I think that it was like, once Kirk was there and everybody was helping set up, like I just hugged Kirk and just started sobbing. Cause it was just like, we're getting married. Like that's a real thing that's happening. And so I think for me, just seeing everybody like actually there in the flesh coming together to help us and to like, j just having everybody was just the sweetest thing, so. I've, I've never been around so many happy tears in such a short period of time <laughs> welcome to life with enneagram twos Kurt. It, was, yes. it was beautiful it was beautiful he's just talking about me <laughs> <laughs> that's true i also loved sitting in saffron next to sarah kinzer and being like do you know what you're gonna get and sarah's looking at me like i'm the most like beautiful thing she's ever seen in her life with tears in her eyes just like i'm not i'm not sure yet i was like okay i'm, I'm gonna give you a minute sarah i'm gonna she's do like, you know what you're gonna get like i can't look at you guys or i'm gonna cry or something like that it was that. the best it was, it was so like good. i'm taking it in. i'm taking it in. i'm learning you or something like that no, i was down yeah. i was downloading. downloading i was downloading all the yeah all the um i mean look i'm like i'm a little weepy again yeah. <laughs> me yeah, too it was good like to be all together i i took all those um i kept taking i would hold my camera up or my phone up and people it's a, like, it's a video it's a video <laughs> and i was i found on one of my videos there's a moment where i remember taking the video and getting emotional and tearing up and i see hector see me tearing up and go and make this like Oh, my friend is tearing up face. And I was like, to like have a little video of Hector feeling compassion towards me is, is a treasure. My <laughs> friend, I love you. I, um. The time for a group cry. <laughs> Baby. What? When is it not time? <laughs> so is it time for a group cry? Baby. Always. I think, I think one of the things that I, because obviously you guys have shared a lot of great things and, and there's even like, there's so many moments that I could pick and just kind of look at 
you know, moments. Like I appreciate all of that. I appreciate being kicked out of our house as hard as that was for us. Um, you know, just getting to go sit on a couch and just sit and breathe and kind of take it in that like, Hey, we get married tomorrow. And like, one of the things that Angelique and I have said a lot is, Hey, let's, let's take in the last of this season. You know, let's enjoy like every bit of the last, even as we see a season ending. And, uh, and that was something that we said to each other a lot, kind of leading up to the weekend. And then, and then even in that weekend and just appreciating that, like, yeah, I think for me, knowing that, like, I've been speaking about Twitter community for a long time. And obviously, you know, Sarah and I do this podcast is like, we believe it to be real. Um, but for me, like, I'll be 100, like, finding places in my apartment that are cleaner than they've ever been, because I just don't, they don't come to mind in the chaos that is like my life. So yeah, I think just that I think if I would have to pick a moment though of like this is this was a moment I treasure was when I was freaking out about missing the ferry from the market and I cussed out several people not not like angrily but just in stress and Angelique tells me hey no it's okay everyone's getting on the ferry and uh <laughs> uh and I was just like what no like just tell them to come on for like nope I already took care of it they're on the ferry and I think for me having my like my immediate family with my Twitter family going on a ferry across the water where like I can't do anything if like they get lost um, or dad tells every embarrassing story about you exactly that's and so just this I think there is, there is trust and there is, and I know that that happened. Like there was stories that were shared that like, it's not that they're embarrassing. It's just that like, I don't want to be the center of attention at all times. And so like getting the text of like, wait, hold on. Homecoming King, Mr. <laughs> Pichet, all these, that was you, Sarah. Um, but to hear, to hear the, you know, like there are conversations that are happening because as, as someone said earlier that like, it could have just been an awkward ride over where there's two little clicks happening and Irene's kind of having to manage both of them because um, she's connected to both of them. But Irene wasn't even there, so it wouldn't have happened that way. Um, but no, I think that was that was really cool and unexpected, like, again, an unexpected time to sit with Irene and Angelique and, and just kind of sit and take it all in, so. And actually, like, speaking of that moment of, like, putting people on the ferry, maybe my favorite thing is that Rebecca hugged me and was like, like, after I told everybody, like, go get on the ferry, it's okay, we take ferries all the time, Rebecca hugged me, and was like, while she's next to my ear, this is a good thing for you, right, like, you're not disappointed to be missing, the like, you're, you're, this is a good thing, and I had this moment of, like, this is what it means to be known, you know, of having a friend be like, oh, no, you need to go sit with your almost husband and your sister, and, like, this is a good thing, was, like, a very, like Rebecca knows me better than most people do in the world. And just having that with somebody that I've met in person two times is just a very strange, but very wonderful thing. And so that was another moment that I kind of held close to my heart for several days was Rebecca being like, this is a good thing, right? Yes. Okay, good. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was a fun, it was a really fun fair trip because your family, Hector and Angelique are awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and it felt like I I felt like the same way 
I felt felt about, I mean, I felt like I already knew your family. Like it was a closeness with them in the same way I felt a closeness with with the rest of the Twitter people. They're really good at that too. Yeah. Because I felt that when I met them. Like it was just like, oh, you're one of us. Cool. Yeah. Very warm and welcome. Because we're Mexican. Yeah. (laughs) Excellent. I'm a little disappointed I haven't actually been added to the family chat yet because your sister told me I was going to get added. It's because you cussed in front of Kathy. Do you remember that? (laughs) Yes. She actually didn't care at all. But I just remember you were like, you made me cuss in front of Kathy. And she was just like, completely oblivious. Oh, dear. I'm pretty sure I cussed in front of Kathy in a church the first time I met her. Like, so... Awesome. It was it was great. I think I, I went and like just hid in a corner for a few minutes afterwards. <laughs> Ooh, can I add something? Please do. Um, just because we're speaking of family and like it's a perfect like segue into it. What was the record saying? Like it was just so cool for our parents who are almost as old as Kirk. Um, <laughs> our parents... <laughs> no, bro. I think they're the same age. Um, but it was cool to see our parents who don't really do social media, like many people their age, you know, to who don't all may not always get it. They pulled all us aside and were like, sorry, y'all guys are lucky. <laughs> I'm trying to be serious. And they're like, you guys have a great group of friends. This is amazing that you haven't met in person, but all these people have come together to make this happen. And my dad, one, if first of all like if my dad said, even compliments someone that's a big thing my dad notices things about people right and he also said they're invited if they ever want to come to texas they're invited like they can come like pretty much all invited to the cookout you're only coming to the carne asada you know um and so, <laughs> so it's like is that what they call me asada um i'm not mexican enough but like it was just really sweet to can't think it's yours I can't look at the screen it was very sweet to have that I think I my dad does not take people lightly my parents don't take it lightly you know and to to see them appreciate the community that we've had um in different levels was really beautiful and they noticed it too even being offline you know they noticed it and said this is something that is worth keeping yeah. But you know, I, I think a lot of people grew, have grown up with a notion that you know, family is strictly determined by biology, and then you have friends, and they are totally separate. And I think what we have seen is that that is not a strict boundary between the two. You know, yeah, certainly there's something to be said for biology, but that that doesn't you know, mean that only those people are family. I mean, I look at each of you and consider you family. And, and that, to me, being able to expand that definition really has been a really healthy thing. And I know a lot of people, you know, not just in this group, but, but throughout Twitter these last couple of years have, I think, learned that as well. And that's been a very, a very positive development um, for, for so many. And to see that boundary kind of, you know, get a little fuzzy, and that's okay. And, uh, you know, family sometimes, yeah, is what we're born into, but uh, chosen family is pretty darn special too. Yeah, yeah. What um, 
what is something, and I know some of us have talked about kind of that idea that like the family or knowing one another, but apart from that, is there anything else that surprised you about the experience of gathering together over that weekend? Well, I'll tell you, I have, I have been very, I've been shook and I didn't say my favorite moment, Hector. So. Oh, Sarah, but, I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's fine. It's fine. I'll be okay. Don't worry about me. <laughs> But, um, and I, I have tried to think, like, I knew I was going to, I knew we were going to ask this question. And so like for days, I've just been like, what was my favorite moment? And it's just, there's, there's so many to choose from. There's like, yeah, just a million different ones, but like, how could it, you know, I, I, oh, oh dear. I haven't, just being around you all just makes me cry. It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible and it has so many feelings. So anyway, you can cut that. So I, you know, I, it was like a big, it felt like a big adventure for me. I remember it took me like a solid minute to book the flight because it was like, am I, am I really going to do this? <laughs> you know, and then it took a, another minute to, to commit on that, on the Airbnb, you know, it was like, am I really going to do this? Like, is this really going to happen? Then, you know, I'm, I'm getting ready to fly out there. And it was like, is this, when I meet Hector, is it actually the stuff that we have been talking about on the podcast? Is it going to turn out to be what we've said it is? Like, am I going to get out there? Like, I was a little nervous. I would get out there and find that like, actually it's strained and we have invested this time in, in, knowing people and talking to people and developing friendships and and I'll get out there and it'll feel like I'm meeting them for the first time and um so I, I was in the airport and texting Hector that I was there and Hector had come to to meet me and then we were waiting to to get Jody when when her flight came in after so I he said he texts me and says you know I'm, I'm coming in from international something or others. And I was like, I don't know what that means. Like I'm by the baggage. And I look up and he's on his phone and Angelique was FaceTiming him. And, but I see him coming down the escalator and it was like, oh, like it, it was like seeing my brother. It was like, there is my best friend in the whole world. Like, and Rebecca, you talked at some point about how best friend is a tier, not like a position. And I had never heard anybody talk about that before. And like, that made, made such sense to me because I have a best friend in the whole world here, you know, and, and when I saw Hector and felt the same way about Hector that I do about my best friend in the whole world here, it was like, oh, they're like, and that tear thing where they're in the same bucket, it's that closeness and that, that relationship was very clearly what it was. The thing that surprised me, so the next question that Hector just asked, the thing that surprised me was, I was really surprised just over and over at, at the depth of my affection for these people that I had met online and that has that took me days after I got back I I say days like I still get choked up about it when I realize like if if I care about you guys with with this depth of affection then like you know I look at I got on the Jackbox call the other night or Zoom the other night and was like that's how I care about these people that I still haven't met and that's how I interact with people on the timeline and I DM'd a a friend the other day and, and said, you know, like, I just know that this, the friendship we have is, 
is so real. And I knew I, I thought it before, but I know it so much deeper. So that's what surprised me. I'm with you on that, Sarah. I think, I, I think I alluded to this in my answer to the first question, but it, I, I think I even had this expectation. Well, it's going to be awkward a little bit because I don't know these people. And while I know Angelique, well, I haven't really interacted with almost anyone else, but it wasn't. And that's what surprised me. I mean, very, very quickly, even before we'd met, we had this like group chat going and we're trash talking each other in a group chat, which when, for me, when I think about loving someone and, and feeling safe with someone, a level of safety is that I am able to like trash talk them or te- you know tease them because that means you know I like you enough that I'm gonna you know poke fun at you. It's it's affection, it's endearment, and so you know we're doing that before we've even met. But then in person, so immediately we're gently ribbing Sarah for crying into her butter chicken and you know giving Kirk a hard time for being late, and it it just there it wasn't really awkward it was so easy even to fall into place and start working and bossing each other around and you know getting into what needed to get done so that to me was surprising that there wasn't any I didn't feel any level of awkwardness it was just very immediately was like Angelique said like just picking up where you left off you know like oh I've missed you because I just haven't seen you in a while what was a little surprising to me because I um I love wholeheartedly and I I wasn't personally super surprised that we meshed and gelled so well so quickly um like I said I was maybe a little surprised that there wasn't any levels to it for those of us who've known each other a whole lot and those of us who haven't but here's what was surprising because regardless of how you expect or didn't expect us to feel comfortable and feel or not, or, you know, for there to be a presence or a lack of awkwardness, the way we were so single-minded about the task at hand to, as Rebecca said, get our people married. The fact that there was not a teeny tiny ounce of friction. We, you know, huge props to Angelique and Hector and all the work that they did ahead of time. I mean, very much a handmade wedding. But then it has to get put on. And we came together and we threw a wedding in two days. And there was not one single personality clash. There was not one single instance of someone getting irritated with being told what to do or because the job that they had is the job they wanted to do. People washed dishes, people swept floors, people did food, people moved chairs, people did everything. And that's an amazing feat for people who have known each other for years and years and years for there not to be tension or turf war of no she asked me to be in charge of this or whatever 
not not an ounce not an ounce it was just you know you know I know Kinzer I know Kirk we're here for Hector and Angelique maybe I don't know Rebecca that well maybe I don't know Irene that well but I absolutely know and trust that every one of us paid money to fly across the country to be here for our people and to make sure that they get what they want out of this weekend and that was such a um united purpose yeah if i could piggyback on that too um i totally agree with that and i've been i've been a part of a lot of weddings i've officiated several but that i told my wife when i got home i said that didn't even feel like a wedding it just felt like a celebration with friends and and even the times i've officiated before and even before this one i mean you feel like there's this great pressure to have this, you know, program go just right and all the elements together. And yet I felt none of that. It was just like, we're just together having a great time. We're celebrating this couple. This is so much fun. And there was zero stress, which sounds impossible to say that, that it, it's actually possible for a wedding weekend to have zero stress to it. Um, and again, I think it was that relationship part that made it true. And, you know, what you say, Jody, about um, people who've known each other a long time putting the wedding together, it's hard. But here's people who, like you say, all flew in and <laughs> drove from different parts of the country. And I think that, you know, that made it so, uh, just so special. And I think it also reflects Hector and Angelique and just who they are as well. Um, I mean, that was the, that was the best wedding I've ever been a part of. And apologies to my two children who are married and my wife. <laughs> uh, those are maybe in a different category. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, it's like tears, you this know? Might be, this might be what you need to edit out of an episode of Little <laughs> Time Actor. <laughs> but it really was. I mean, just, just when it was all finished and done, it was like, this was, this was a celebration. This was, yeah, it was just in its own category. And it was just totally beautiful. And, and I loved it. Yeah, I think for me, um, kind of like in between being surprised and not surprised. I think by the time, because Kinder and I got to have an extra two days together. So by the time everyone was gone Tuesday and I dropped off Kinder and I had to go straight to work, I was like, I miss them so much. But I think in the same way, when Angelique and I had first met, it was like, oh my gosh, I miss you. And we haven't even met. So I missed you guys, even though we hadn't met. Like I missed your presence here as the days were coming up. And I'm like, I wish they were here to see this part or this part. And then even after I'm like, man, I miss you friends. Like, um, like I said, you guys are my first Twitter DM. So congrats. Um, but I'm like, wow, I, I actually still want to hear from you guys, you know? And it's not like I want to hear from you every second. Um, <laughs> but you probably don't want to hear from me every second. But like, I still... <laughs> I still want to hear about your day and I wish I could be with you, you know, um, online is good and online does count. And I also want to, like, I just messaged it to the group. I just want to squeeze Rebecca, you know, um, I just want to hang out on my couch or walk the beach again with Kinzer or, you know, so, um, I think the, the idea of missing you guys whenever it's like, but we just met in person. And I miss you so much. And if I could build like a little commune for us, we'd all live in the same place. Excellent. But no culty stuff, I promise. No. <laughs> um, I think this is the portion where I cry. 
Um, so I think I, like all of you obviously know this, but I'm gonna explain this for people that are listening. Like I've been estranged from my family for a very long time. And I've been estranged from my mom since I was 13. Um, I generally don't get along with women well. Like that's something that the Lord's kind of redeemed the past five or so years of my life. Um, but ever since I was very young, like I had this expectation of like, my mom's not gonna be at my wedding if I ever get married. And then a few years ago, it kind of came to the same place with my dad. And so it was something that I felt like I had made some peace with of like, I expect this. And also I feel like you can expect something hard all you want and it doesn't necessarily soften the blow. And so like in the weeks leading up to the wedding, there were so many times when like I hugged Hector and I was like, I just wish that my dad was coming. Like, I just wish I could look forward to that, you know? And like, it's a, it's both the best thing in the world and the hardest thing in the world that like Hector's dad reminds me so much of my dad and all of the fun good ways that I've missed and like prayed would have redeemed right but it's hard and so anyway I think what was surprising to me is that I anticipated that being the story of my wedding of feeling like I would walk away from my wedding and just feel like there was this huge gap that hadn't been filled and to feel like we had kind of done it on our own and we didn't have people that showed up for us in that way. Um, especially because I just moved to Seattle in August. And so anyway, I think for me, like once everybody was here and we were in the mode, like I didn't have a moment where I wish that things were different. Like I didn't have a moment after we left where I was like, shoot, we forgot about this thing or I wish this had been different or like feeling this ache you know, like the ache that I expected for like 10 plus years of my life was not there. Um, and there are a lot of things that went into that, like a lot of healing that I've been through with the Lord and different things, but really having all of you here and having you be people who have championed us from the very beginning and been excited for us and been a part of this process, like filled that gap in a really tremendous way. So like, like I remember sitting there while I was getting my makeup done and Jody was steaming my dress. I'm just thinking like, man, like Jody loves me, you know, and like just different moments with different people being like, man, they love me. I'm like, they're happy to be here with me for my wedding. And so it just, I think I was surprised how loved I felt. And that even that like the trauma and the pain that I expected would block that, didn't block it. Like you guys loved me so much that I couldn't deny it or feel like it wasn't true. And that was just really powerful. I love you, Angelique. I love you so much. Right? I love you guys so much. So much of it. It was our joy. I, I cannot take credit for the phrase because I think it was either Rebecca or Kent or one, but you know, there were several times because it happens in every wedding, you know, you have plans and you run out of time or this one thing falls apart and you just can't, you know, this one little piece of a touch of a detail isn't going to happen. And repeatedly you guys said to us over and over, you know, if we're married at the end of Saturday, it's all that matters. If we're married at the end of Saturday, it's all that matters. And one of my other illustrious 
compadres over here had said, but no, we're going to give you the wedding you deserve. We're going to give you the wedding you desire. Like that is our heart and goal. It's fine for it to be your heart and goal to let go. Our heart and goal is that you don't have to. Yeah. And, and I think about like, I was thinking about this when Jody was talking about how well we just work together. Nobody felt that like, um, that competition to get to do the best job or the, or the whatever I, I thought about, um, because Rebecca, Jody, and I are all, I mean, are we all eights? Rebecca, are you in? No. Okay. Well, um, Rebecca, I think is practically an eight. Um, <laughs> Rebecca, you know what's funny eight. is that I she know she's got to get it done. You know, what's so funny is that I don't love the Enneagram, but I took it because everyone talks about it. And the two that I tested the most as were the eight and the two. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. For me, I thought I was a two mistakenly for a good amount of time until I was heavily disabused of that notion by my DM group. Yeah. But yes. Sarah and I are eights. It's, it's, I think that the, anyway, I'm not going into the Enneagram because it's just not, you know, Kirk, you can explain the Enneagram on another day. Um, <laughs> but you know, it was just, we all have strong personalities. And so then we were in Hector's apartment the day before, and we just it, like, we set to the task and it was like, are we going to run each other over? Are we going to say you're doing it wrong? Are we, and there was none of that. Then when we were preparing the church and I had this, you know, I was vacuuming and I had this moment where I was like, I feel so privileged to get to vacuum before the wedding. Like, I feel so privileged that I get to do this job. and. And I think it's like, for so long, like we have wanted to, like there's moments where like our group is very good at encouraging and supporting and showing up for one another. I never want to say just praying because I, I truly, truly believe that praying is showing up, but sending support and sending notes and doing things in a distance way that is practical and tangible. But there are, there have definitely been times where I've, you know, just thought, you know, I, if I was in the same room, I would show care. Like I, I just want to show care completely. And so that even just vacuuming felt like getting to give the care that I've wanted to give, you know? And I think that like, that practical application of the depth of feeling that we felt was in, in that, but I mean, I don't think I was alone in feeling privileged in that. It wasn't like we showed up to, and did the tasks because we love you. So we're going to do these things. It was like, oh, we get to do these things because we love them. You know, the, the wedding was really intimate in the sense that there were what 40 people but I think the to go off what you're saying Sarah the intimacy for me was in the scrubbing of the toilet and the vacuuming of the rug and the moving of the tables because it was just these are the things that like Hector and Angelique just kept thanking us but 
then we just kept thinking y'all because it felt very much like such a privilege to I don't know to to get to do those things rather than just show up like we got to be a part of your day I don't the when the last time I came to visit Angelique and I just went and ran errands at Target and it was one of those like this is what you just do with someone when you're close you just go run errands this is what we would do if we lived two houses down from each other yes and so to me that's what us doing wedding stuff felt like is well this is just what you do like this is just what I get to do because I'm here and I get to be part of it and of course we're doing it because of course and it was you know that that was like the the intimate beautiful part was that we yes we got to see what it looked like when it finished but we got to see what it looked like started like it it was it it's not lost on me that the the people that you know saw not just the put together piece of it but like the real piece of it were all people that you met on the internet minus Irene um I met Irene on the internet <laughs> the truth comes out Irene uh, was really there to help me and we did meet on the internet that's right she met you on the internet does that make sense though oh yeah yeah that was the first wedding I've been to that never that didn't have a wedding coordinator which most people would be appalled at and think oh no but the fact that there wasn't because you know the wedding coordinator is always telling everybody what to do and assigning tasks and it feels like it's a job we just did it we just did it you know I mean I I called Rebecca officially a few times the wedding coordinator because she just mood yeah Rebecca Rebecca inhabited the spirit of maid of honor even without the official title and I loved it she was just like she's bringing me food bringing me water like doing all the things and I was just like yep yeah it was just a bunch of a bunch of friends getting together making something happen I think to piggyback off of what Sarah and Rebecca both have said is that you know that that privileged feeling I think it's because we feel like you're our people you know we came here to be there for you but it was a privilege to be considered your people for us to be the ones that you knew that you could depend on that you knew to call on you know because in our prep time ahead of the trip here are all the things that were happening Sarah Kinzer's DMing me so I just really want to make sure like do you have like major sightseeing you want to do because I just really want to make sure that we're like there to like handle the things because there's going to be things that we need to do and we need to do that and then Rebecca Sherman is also DMing me going um yeah we need to start a group chat and here's what I really want to do I want to make sure that we are like making time to handle this this and this and then I have a chat with Angelique and I'm like okay so we are very united in that we're here like whatever you need to do just ask and we'll do it and we'll probably also do things you don't want us to do just take it over um and you know Angelique was like okay well y'all can help us with this but then there are going to be these things we want to do on our own Ah. you know (laughs) we want to do these things and then you know 
And then Sarah and I have a conversation and we're like, yeah, they're not going to do those things. They, they're, it's not going to work. They're, but like all this chatter that was going around was again, before we even met, before we ever came without even having a group conversation prior to our group conversation, every person is individually going, I mean, yes, we can make time to go to the market and go on the ferry. That'll be fun. That's an outing with family because Hector's family is in town too. But, um, you know, pretty much we need to reserve a lot of time to get a lot of things done. And, you know, we're not going to say no for an answer. Yeah. And we want to talk about the Enneagram, Enneagram 2 over here. My pride is like, we're going to, what did we say? We're going to let them all of us set up like the tables and chairs, and then we're going to kick them out. And like, we're going to, we're going to set up and it's going to be fine. And I'm just telling you that if you are listening to this podcast and you're like me and you're like, nope, I'm going to do it by myself, just cut it out now. Um, because yeah, I had everybody left for dinner and I like almost couldn't move my body because I was so sore just from like walking at Pike Place and like setting things up. And I like had a moment with the Lord that was like a, like the Lord and I had to come to Jesus moment of like, you're going to let these people help you or you're not going to get married tomorrow. Like those are your two options because you're going to run yourself into the ground tonight. Like it's not, it's not going to happen. And so I'm really thankful that like, I feel like I knew you guys well enough to be vulnerable with like, you guys got back and I was like, yo, actually all the things that I told you, I'm not, I was saving for me to do. I had to come to Jesus moment with the Lord and he convicted me of my pride. And now I need you to do them. And like, I think it was Jody that I said that to. And Jody was just like, okay, cool. We're doing Kirk. Here's how we're going to do the plates. And I was just like, I just love that. It was like an automatic, like, like that's a vulnerable thing, right. To be like, Hey, actually I was wrong and I need help. And it was really fun to be able to like have that moment where it was like, that was a vulnerable thing. And also it's just like, yeah, that's what we're here for. Like we weren't going home anyway. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I think there was a moment too um, where just as we were kind of doing these last minute things where it's like, okay, we need to print these coloring books for the kids, but they need to get cut. And so I ended up sending Sarah Sarah down to the office with the cutter. And then I realized I've printed these back in uh, front and back. And And so have to reprint them again. Um, Except Sarah said like, I actually really like doing this. Like this is like one of my favorite things. And so just knowing that, like, even in, a, in the midst of, like, ah, uh, one thing that we have to redo, there was also just this joy of, like, watching Sarah cut paper. Um, and so, anyway, like, yeah, that was that was fun. And I think it was, especially as we were kind of just, like, in the conversations around those specific, like, special things in setup, it was always, you know, Angelique was like, I'll let, I'll let your mom help. I'll let Irene help because I know they're going to want to help. and um and but that's it you know it was a lot of like that's the kind of thing that you let family help you do for a wedding yeah and then once you guys were here it was like yeah that's the kind of thing you let family help you do for the wedding you know and so yeah and I think to say that everything that we just said is like what you guys are talking about with like how joyous you felt it's the only reason that we let you do anything (laughs) is because we felt that right you guys were like seething at the mouth to kick us out of our apartment to clean it and like so proud of yourselves after and you know that you like Jody and those flowers in the bottles just making it happen and Sarah Kims are figuring out where to put the chairs which I had never even considered having to decide like 
all of these things that you guys were like, it was obvious to us that we were not burdens on you. Yeah. And it freed us up to actually enjoy our wedding weekend. Yeah. Well, um, we like to ask certain questions at the end of the podcast. If you've listened, you know, we like to ask about failure. So I want to hear about a time that you were trying to do something with Hector and Angelique's wedding and failed. Just kidding. Um, Cause that would be terrible. <laughs> I don't think there was any failure in it. I was just making a joke because that's how we end all our podcasts. But um, with the failure question. Um, but when when we were when Jody and Kirk were heading out, Jody said something about how like thinking about how it says like Mary treasured these things in her heart um, and feeling like that. And um, there there's just, I, like, I keep thinking of, there are so many moments in that experience that were sacred like that, that you just treasure in your heart. Like, um, and I could, I could name a million of them. I can, I can name a million of them. And I'm really appreciative that I got to be a part of it. Um, I'm really, uh, extra grateful that I got an extra 48 hours out there and dear, sweet, kind, gentle Irene, let me stay in her apartment. Um, she is, she is gentle and sweet as the day is long y'all. Um, please don't ruin my reputation. (laughs) (laughs) It's too late. You did it to yourself, girl. You are just, (laughs) you are just the sweetest, but there was so much uh, sacredness to the experience. Um, and I want to thank you guys. And I want to thank the Lord for that. Like it, it deepened my faith. It deepened, it confirmed so much about what I feel like the Lord has been doing in my life. And I'm, I'm just so grateful, grateful that I got to be a part of it. I wanted to, um, as we closed out, I wanted to hear from not Hector and Angelique. I just wanted to hear uh, something that you witnessed between them while you were there um, that just tells you about how special they are and how perfect they are for each other. I loved watching the two of them serve ice cream at the reception. Uh, First of all, that was the most genius receiving line idea I've ever seen at a wedding but just to see the two of them together I mean they were I mean this is totally them they are serving they are connecting with people they're doing something together that is just so Hector and Angelique like that was a perfect moment and I remember I had to get a picture of it so I was like people kept getting in the way to get their stupid ice cream and Finally, I got a little snapshot of the two of them. I was like, that's what I want to remember is, you know, seeing the two of them together like that. So that was beautiful. I will say more people came and took photos of us during that than any other time of the wedding. I think like, I think there are more photos of us serving ice cream than doing literally anything else. I think something that was so Hector and Angelique for different reasons for Angelique being a children's pastor, just Hector being the kind person he is. Um, just to see them with the children at the wedding. I I loved, for those of you who are hearing this and don't know, um, they had 
bags for the kids full of activities and it was not an afterthought it was at the front of the planning and that was beautiful to see and there's this picture I took of Hector and Angelique and all the kids and I'm just like this is who they are they see children as human as worthy of their time um, worthy of pouring into worthy of putting at the front and that's something I really love and appreciate and uh I feel privileged because I get to see that day in and day out here um, in Seattle. But it's one of my favorite things to see at church or in a coffee shop to see kids' faces light up when they see Hector and Angelique. Um, it's it's a gift and it's who they are. And they are, they are people that little humans can trust and that um, not so little humans can trust and can be themselves around. And so that was something I really loved to see um, kids from different seasons of their life they're celebrating I don't remember which night it was it was the night that Hector told us to go up a stairwell in the rain to stand on a busy street for no reason <laughs> we were so confused we went to see there's like a troll that everyone wanted to see and so we went to the troll and then Hector's like well you he was like, to go, go to Aurora this, yeah go like go up these stairs and it's, it was just literally a busy street and it was raining and we were very confused it's a great yeah, excellent, <laughs> excellent tour guide I don't know um, but that but I I think the um the Hector and Angelique moment for me there was like maybe Angelique you were stressed or like needed a moment or something and so I I think Hector sent us in like a goose chase for a minute and just because he was so in tune with like well what does she need she needs a minute so we're gonna take a minute it was just I feel like the thing that I observe between the two of you so much is just a uh, an awareness of each other so there's just a lot of like checking in and making sure that the other person is okay and seeing what they need. And I don't know, it's almost like you just kind of function as parts of each other in like, not a creepy way, but like, you're just like, you're aware of each other in a really lovely way. And, and something that I love that Angelique does is she calls Hector my love a lot. And I, I think that there's a lot of just like verbal affirmation of like affection and care towards each other. And I think that's really beautiful such tenderness yeah there were just so many like I can't I can't even think of a specific moment because there were just so many like I just observed it's more of just a sense of how you operate together like I observed you calming each other you know because each one of you would have a, a stress out moment here or there um I have St. Anthony being called on quite often around a certain Hector person and things getting lost and well you can say I lost my wallet the day of the wedding <laughs> you have to go pay for and your backpack and also your backpack and my backpack and, and, and your um the external hard drive yeah yep. your hard drive it's there are many many things getting lost and a hair dryer and at just, some point yeah, I, and I would just see Angelique just like put her hand on his chest and be like, it's going to be okay, you know, and then, you know, there would be times that Angelique was just like really exhausted, really tired, and, you know, Hector just kind of like holding her, holding her up, um, 
but I don't think anything can top the moment where the we all went into prayer the way that like Kirk talked about earlier um, the night before the wedding after we did as much setup as we could possibly do that night before we came back the next day and just the the heart of hearing Hector and Angelique pray for each other pray for us pray for their guests just pray that the day would honor God and that they would um, be able to savor it and not let it pass them by quickly um, because you can do that in a frenzy. And I just appreciated that calming factor that I observed um, between the two of you. It's very beautiful. Um, yeah, man, those things are right on, right on. Um, the thing, you know, Kirk went right in, grabbed the ice cream serving thing, because that was, that was a, a big moment. It was just like, this is so them. This is so natural to who they are. And then like, and the, the bags for the children, but also like, I had, I had come out to Seattle and been like, I'm, I'm probably just gonna have to wait to eat until I get home. I don't know if, because I have all these allergies, but you all had taken all of that into consideration for all of your guests. And made sure that, and so you're so thoughtful for others. I remember looking at your parents, Hector, and thinking like, oh, like they just, they like each other. They love each other. They're very sweet to each other. They look for each other. And I see you two like love each other and look for each other. And um, in all those little, little videos that I was taking throughout the weekend, like I have so many little moments of catching one of you looking for the other, looking at, at the other. I have a, a moment where, um, Angelique, you pull something out of his beard. Like you're standing there and you just pull something out of his beard. And I just thought like, this is so sweet. And I remember, you know, I prayed with Hector. Was it before you came out to? To Virginia, you? yeah. And I just remember praying that y'all would love each other well. And you prayed that we would like spending time with one another in person as much as we do online. Yes. Yeah. And, and I just over and over again was like, this is exactly what I want for Hector. Like, this is what I want for my brother is to be loved in this way and to love someone in this way. You all love each other well. Thanks, y'all. It's hard to overstate how incredibly considerate the two of you are. I mean, it was your wedding, but there are so many times you would say about, you know, Sarah's food allergies, like, you're not a burden. It's like, we're going to find something that you can eat. And that's like, we're glad to do it. It's, it's not a problem by any means. And you said that over and over the kids bags were so thoughtful just the the details that you had were all details about being incredibly considerate of others in the midst of a day that I think most people would say well it's your day and it was your day but you spent your day making sure that everyone else felt seen and cared for like we were you know washing all the the dishes that you were using and I'd commented and that one of the glasses was the same glass that my grandparents had. And I mentioned it to you, Angelique, just, 
you know, casually and you were like, no, I want to see it. Which one is it? And insisted that I take it home with me after like you put it at my place setting for the wedding and insisted that I take it home. And it was just like, it was just so thoughtful. And so I just open my glass cabinet and I look at that glass and I just think about you and my grandparents and family and what that means. And, you know, like it's, it's your day, but you just thought about everyone else. And so if, you know, if you're listening to this and you don't know them, they're just the most genuine, considerate, thoughtful people. I hope you can pick that up online, but it's just, you know, magnified to get to be in their presence. So let's not forget they did something that was absolutely unprecedented at a wedding. They went and got the pizza for everybody. So 50 of us are kicking back in the reception, you know, having fun, and they're driving across town to get pizza for us. I mean, if that doesn't tell you who Hector and Angelique are, that is so them. And that was just amazing. I think part of that was was it was as much about getting to have their own little private moment you know yeah to we were so excited i don't know if all of you guys read the story or not i know for sure that kirk and irene did we were so like first of all we've gone back and watched the wedding and it was actually like a 30 minute ceremony but when we were done we were like kirk got us married in eight minutes like we're in and out of here (laughs) yeah that was so fast and so like we felt like it was nothing and so we come, we come out and we're like, pizza, let's go get the pizza. Like all this stuff. I'm pumped, right? Pizza's my favorite thing in the world. Like we did the thing, let's go. And so we get in the car, we're literally pulling out of the church. And then I was like, we have to sign the marriage license. So Hector like throws it in reverse, pulls us back into the parking lot. And then we were locked out of the church. Because I lost um, my keys. Because Hector lost his keys. And then the video was playing that we had made to explain where we were going and what the reception was going to look like for guests. And so it was like, no one's going to hear us. Even if we bang on the door, we don't have our phones because we were just on stage. Like, we hope that somebody else remembers we're supposed to sign the marriage license and that they come downstairs and let us in because we're locked outside of the church. Um, but even that was like a fun, like, it was a good moment. Good times all the way around. That's good. Yeah. I will say it was definitely for us, like it was definitely a a chance for us to have a conversation together about like, hey, we're married and we're going to go get pizza. Maybe some of some of our favorite pizza in the city. Um, We get to take a little drive, which is something we also love doing. Also, they gave Hector a shot of tequila. They did give me a shot of tequila. He's living his best life. I was. Meanwhile, I was standing outside on the street in Seattle in a wedding dress with doors open waiting for pizza. This little girl was outside with her mom and she's like, mommy, is that a princess? <laughs> and it was amazing. It was good. Um, but yeah, just just getting some time to be together and and then come back. And especially yes. because like for us, we knew that there was lots of circles of people and that if we didn't give them a time to get to know one another, then some of the people who were coming in, you know, especially like, you guys obviously have been able to spend some time with us throughout the week, but there were people that were getting into town that night. And so um, just knowing that, like, if we gave them a chance to talk to one another, um, then when we came in, it wouldn't be like they were waiting to talk to someone they knew. Um, so there was a lot of intention behind that as well. And it was so fun to get back and see the kids had drawn in chalk 
like all over the sidewalk out front. And then as soon as we get there, one of our friend's kids, Isaac goes, they're back! And just like screams to everybody. And so it was, it was just fun. Like, it was fun. Well, Hector, you Karen. always close us out. What's that? I said, you always close us out because I'm terrible at it. Do you well, have anything Are you going to close us out this time? Absolutely not. All right. <laughs> well, hey, um, I think the heart behind this episode really is that that we could reflect on a time with, with a group of people that we... Caitlin! Caitlin! You're going to have to re- you're gonna have to redo it and cut it. I that. am going to have to redo it. Hang on. I just want to say... You're um, on our podcast already, now. While we're already editing and cutting things, I love that Caitlin and Rebecca went and got boba and dumplings. Afterwards, nothing makes my heart more happy. It was the best. It was so okay. fun. It was such a good time. She That's said, okay. and I guess I'm hanging with you. What do you want to do? And I said, and boba I, and dumplings. Cannot, and she goes, those are my favorite things. I cannot stress to you that Caitlin is the most perfect person that you could have met <laughs> your dumplings and boba. Like a amazing. couple weeks ago, we were out front of our house and Irene was like, are you in the mood for dumplings? And Caitlin was like, I'm always in the mood for dumplings. <laughs> it's true. That, yes. Anyway. <laughs> That yeah, was fun. On the, the show now. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the podcast. I will tell you the Boba Place's bathroom was the most Seattle place I went. <laughs> it was I'm cool. just impressed that you went to a Boba Place with a public restroom. Like that's that's impressive. Well, it was behind like a, a it used to I think that place used to be a club and they used to shoot maybe um Nirvana peop, um videos in it. Mm. And I think that they had just shot one in that bathroom. My favorite part about that whole thing was that Caitlin was just like, cool, like, the line is what is not getting any shorter. So she just pretended that she worked there and yeah. told 50 people that they couldn't come in because they were closed. Just <laughs> stood at the door, turning people away. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Well, that was amazing. All right. Sorry, I mean, get us back I, on track. Coming from a fellow service worker, I knew that struggle bus and I was like, I want to help y'all. That woman nice. loves you so much. Hector, do you have to close this out? Yeah, close this out. Close it out. Here we go. Ready? And then we can chat a little bit. It is recorded. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. my gosh. <laughs> Hi, Galen. Not, not the video, though, Caitlin. Not the video. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. All right. Well, so thank you all for joining us today. Um, I think one of, the, one of the, the reasons why we wanted to do this is to capture kind of one, you know, we've mentioned on the show that I was getting married and that Sarah was coming, but really to be able to reflect together with the group of people that, you know, when Sarah and I talk about online ministry and the reason we started the show is we're reflecting on exploring um, online ministry, digital ministry, um, knowing that, especially the conversations around whether or not it's real, we've had our own uh, conversations about whether or not it can actually make impact um, in people's lives. And, and we wanted to do a show where we're reflecting on where we believe and, and hold on to and treasure that in our lives, it has made a difference and it is something special to us. Um, I think, um, yeah, just knowing that, you know, obviously a, a wedding, uh, Angelique and I obviously live together now, are living life together now, starting a, a journey together now, um, out of online relationship, online friendship. And so we, of course, believe that it's true. We're so thankful that you join us. And so thankful for all of you, Kirk and Jody and Irene, Rebecca, um, Angelique, and even Caitlin, um, just joining us on the show. And so 
yeah, thank you for your time. And to all those listening, seriously, if you're still considering whether or not digital ministry is worth it, let me tell you that it is. The tools that you use every single day give you access into a, a, a world of opportunity to build relationships. Uh, you know, I can't promise that you'll get married because of online friendships, uh, but I can tell you that if I hadn't jumped online, I wouldn't be right now. So thank y'all, and uh, we'll see y'all next week.